0: Welcome back to My Solo Road. Today we have the most special guest, the hen dog keeping Finn, my first van life friend that everyone has been asking since the very beginning of the podcast if he would be a guest. And we finally got him to come on.
1: Yes, yes. Hen <laughs> <Finn laughs> dog is here. The highly, In the house. The highly anticipated tell all is about to unfold.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and Finn is here, which Finn's- just makes it that much more special.
1: Yeah, Finn is here too.
0: Yeah, I want to know who you are, what you do. Who is Finn? Why is he the best dog?
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. My name is Henry Friedman. (laughs) Uh, Am I doing this right? Yeah, of course. (laughs)
0: There's no wrong way of doing it. Oh
1: my God. No, there's
0: no wrong way of doing it. I love it.
1: Okay. So my name is Henry Friedman. I'm the owner of Finn. Finn is from Puerto Rico. I grew up outside of Philadelphia, lived in New York City for about seven and a half years, got a van a little over two years ago. And I love it.
0: You love being on the road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Finn? I,
1: yeah, I love being on the road with Finn, Yeah. I've
0: never met a person who loves their dog more than Henry. Yes. That's a fact.
1: Yes. Well, so I was on the road for about six months before I got Finn. Yeah. And uh, during that time, life was adventurous. It was exciting, but it was very depressing. Right. I, re- depressing reminders that I was alone scattered right. throughout the day. Like sunsets, you know, sunsets by yourself is pretty. I think
0: that's a big thing that a lot of people ask me. I'm sure they ask you like that as well. If being on the road solo or alone, if you are so lonely, but I don't think they consider like having a dog as it's one, it's the best type of companionship I think that you could have. Like I've never felt lonely. I have dogs.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there is something to be said about sharing a moment with a human Uh who can like touch you back or look at you back or really reciprocate the same emotions or feelings about what you're looking at right because Finn yeah. is just like i'm hungry bungee right <laughs> but he's looking at you me know, now. and uh and he's sweet and he is sweet like what sweet like king
0: <laughs> we're gonna I mean, do the, the whole just, episode he's,
1: he's just like king <laughs> uh yeah i mean there's only so many beautiful waterfalls or sunsets you can look at by yourself before you're like yo yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> this have would you, be way better with someone else yeah
0: I didn't even think about this until right now but have you ever done a podcast I know you did the radio thing
1: yes I have done a podcast okay yeah you
0: me. listen to a lot of podcasts I
1: do listen to a lot of po- you listen to my podcast I do I listen you're I,
0: one of like one <laughs> friend who listens to my podcast
1: yeah I'm very interested in your podcast <laughs> I mean you're I one love of my, that. yeah you're one of my best friends you're in the van life community, uh-huh. right? I mean, like, I'm here for all van life content, especially if it's from you. So thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> also, do you what? What's your other favorite podcast? Just random.
1: Uh, random. Dax Shepard.
0: I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah,
1: I love Dax Shepard. Uh, I love all murder stuff.
0: <laughs> what a way I'll, to say it! Yeah, yeah, I usually try and phrase it as like true crime, yeah, but it is no, no,
1: no. all it, true crime, all murder mysteries, all yeah. stuff. All I also, murder.
0: I got him on my favorite murder. So if you like mm-hmm. true crime, you should also listen to that because it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, okay, we are going to. I also
1: like Bill oh. Burr.
0: Oh my god, you do like Bill Burr? Burr. He's very big, funny.
1: Big fan of him. I think he's hilarious. He's one of the greatest. Uh, comedians out there right now. He has one of
0: those voices where, like, literally anything he says, (laughs) even if he's being serious, I'm honestly dying laughing. Yes. Like, he just has a funny voice.
1: Highly recommend.
0: For today's episode, I wanted to go over how Henry and I met. Um, I want to talk about Ella and Finn and their relationship, how they've fallen in love, and tell the story of Henry really getting Finn. It's a really interesting story, kind of how he came to do that, um, and, like, alongside of his brother. And also just kind of go over how he... found van life and kind of fell into this lifestyle after living on the East coast, essentially his entire life. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to do today. And we are going to keep drinking the drinks that we already have <laughs> and then uh, come back and we will dive into all of that good stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to say that I talk way slower than Sydney, Pat- <laughs> than Sydney does. So you're going to have to bear with me. And, uh, you know, no, I think that that's highly
0: preferred. <laughs> I get at least one message a week being like, "Um, excuse me, can you slow down a lot? Yeah. But, First of all, I'll say, I haven't said this in a while, but whatever platform you listen on, you can slow me down if that's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're going to grab drinks. Be back. And we are back. Before I get started in the conversation, Finn is pacing right now. Hello, boy. Before we dive into everything, I wanted to talk about BetterHelp yet again. Um, I talk about this almost every week. Pearl, Pearl, Pearl. (laughs) This happens every time Finn gets in Pearl's face. She is not a fan. She's like... She does not like it. Lie. It's okay, my girl. Everybody at this camp at this point knows I talk about BetterHelp literally every day. We all have actually signed up and kind of talk about when we have therapy, when we need to go on a walk so that we can have our therapy calls with BetterHelp. Last week, I read or I think it was two weeks ago, I read the email that Katie received when she requested some financial aid, and I was just really impressed with the way they responded, because of course, they send me some like talking points and things to say, and in that, they talk about affordability, but I hadn't really experienced it uh, firsthand until Katie showed me uh, her email from the person that responded, and they immediately gave her a huge discount because of COVID-19. I think they understand, A, that people are losing their jobs, and B, mental health is more important right now, even than usual. And so, yeah, I just like the fact that they're prioritizing that, and they're making it work for literally anyone in any financial situation. So in order for you to sign up, you can get 10% off your first month with my code. You're just going to go to betterhelp.com slash divine. And that is betterhelp.com slash divine. And that is all. Now, let's take to the hen dog.
1: Back to the hen dog. Back
0: to the hen dog. Back to the juicy stuff. Yeah. Uh, now that it. our mental health is in order, let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Quick check in. Now that I just talked about quarantine, how's it going for you?
1: It's going great. I feel a little bored. Yeah. For a part of the day. I Naturally? To, yeah. But I've been trying to stay active, and I've been working a little bit more on myself recently. Yeah. I turned 30, so i have just like...
0: 30, flirty, and thriving. And,
1: th- and thriving. <laughs> and I'm sliving. I'm sliving right now. <laughs> I am sliving. No, it's... You imagine your 30th birthday for a while, like, leading up to mm. turning 30... And it just asks begs you to just reflect a little bit on your twenties and then also about your thirties. Like what is your thirties gonna look like and all that stuff? Like what's gonna happen when I check back in at forty?
0: Right. Am I gonna like what's the next decade gonna be like? Yeah.
1: Am I like is my family gonna gonna grow? You know what I mean? Like all these things it,
0: they'll definitely be a brother or a sister for finn
1: yeah has yeah, to yeah. be so i've been doing a lot of that thinking during covid which is an interesting right. time to be thinking about that stuff
0: i mean even aside from that we've been doing a lot of like brainstorming in general yeah. just yeah. like trying to pass along ideas constantly thinking about each other's projects yeah like i don't know random yeah. stuff that we can do
1: absolutely yeah we have a, a i feel very lucky we are very lucky right that we are locked up with like people that we really care about yeah admire respect
0: and are so smart
1: yeah smart and like we each kind of have our own superpowers and that's yeah that's cool i like and we all love dogs Yes. Yeah. I mean.
0: <laughs> Not many people could handle 14 dogs for, <laughs> what, six weeks? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It's That's like, a lot to say handle. Say what you want about me. We're, we're winning the dog s- right. situation right now.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I mentioned last week that we recently moved locations, or I think during last week's podcast, we were in the process of moving. Yeah. Are you happy with the fact that we moved?
1: Oh, yes.
0: For anybody that doesn't know oh, where we God, were, yes. it was high 90s, which is miserable, obviously, for the humans, but even more miserable for the dogs covered yeah. in fur, especially like a golden retriever like Ella and Callie, uh, Lee's dogs. And so, yeah, the dogs were miserable. We were more miserable by the day, which even makes the dogs worse because like their humans are all yeah. irritable and depressed and stuff.
1: Yeah. I thought I really enjoyed that place. Like I feel a lot. Oh, for sure. A lot of the world news, the panic, all the scary stuff took place while we were in the desert and, right. and we all assembled for the first time in the desert. Right. And we had a, a whole n- list of problems that we were all trying to solve together for the first time ever, right? right. Like showers, uh, right? And, and yeah. it, it wasn't till the very end when it got really hot that those showers started to really pay off i was like these outdoor showers are the best that and also the sun sucks but i got as shit i, I know like we both god <laughs> <pretty laughs> i know we honestly all of us me and brie oh, were man. looking at our skin
0: today and i'm like i don't know if i got normal yeah. tan or like very orange tan because yeah. i'm also caked in dirt right yeah. now so i mean god bless the sun. Yeah. i'm tanner than i have been since i was 16 said- and like In the in the tanning beds.
1: Exactly. It's like I don't know the last time. People are gonna look back at COVID and be like, Yeah, I never got out of bed. And I'm gonna look back and at least I'm gonna look at pictures of myself all (laughs) fucking tan. With the
0: whitest teeth in the (laughs) the skin. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Just tan. Just nice.
0: What was I just gonna say? I was you said something about oh, the fact that the world is obviously in a panic. Like it's a pandemic. We're all well aware of that. But like When you are so far removed in the desert, like, we're checking our phones and being like, oh, this happened. Oh, yeah, this happened. But you don't really feel the anxiety and the panic that the rest of the world is feeling until, like, we would go to town, you know, every so often and then be hit in the face with, like, oh, yeah, people are really fucking stressed right? because we don't feel that on a daily basis because we are in the middle of nowhere, right? just, like, drinking and hanging out and having fun. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're lucky for that. Another interesting point that I was thinking about is just that, does living in a van during COVID-19, is that better or worse? Like, like, are we killing it right now? Because, right. or does it actually kind of suck?
0: But like, I think it's like two different types of people. Right. Like for people like us, or even people who don't live in vans, but understand the lifestyle or they love traveling, they would be like, no, you're like, that's ideal. You're killing yeah. it. Yeah. But not everybody wants to shower once a week.
1: Right. Go right. dig a
0: hole in the desert to yeah. poop. Like, yeah, that's not ideal for everyone. And
1: the other thing is that like when you first move into a van, you re- you start to to realize all the sacrifices and things that you take for granted right moving from a mm-hmm. van you know from a hotel sorry from like a, an apartment to a right. van and now to go from just van to covid van right where i'm like now i don't even have showers now i haven't done laundry in a while yeah. right you're you're making some even more sacrifices and right. you're realizing that even we did though we didn't have that much, we still took a lot for granted. Uh yeah, I haven't yeah. slept on clean
0: sheets. Right. Like Queen peed on yeah. my bed today and exactly. I have no choice but to sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. It just is what it is. Like yeah. that's kind of the motto of all of this. Like yeah. anytime we have to make a sacrifice, you're like, Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. You gotta do and what so, you gotta do. So
1: to answer your question, quarantine is Freaking dope! I mean, I'm literally surrounded by my favorite people. Yeah, same. Dogs are, are abundant.
0: And now that we've moved, we're like in the mountains. It's uh, beautiful.
1: At some altitude, we're at, yeah. like four thousand feet.
0: No rattlesnakes. Like it's just this mm. is an ideal place. We wake up and it's cold outside, which yeah. we haven't experienced in weeks. Yeah, and then it gets warm during. Uh, yeah, it just. Everything a, about right now is pretty perfect. I'm
1: not a big desert guy.
0: I hated the desert before quarantine. Yeah. And then yeah, sure. I like started to really love it. And I was like, oh, I, I can appreciate it in a way of for the rest of my life. Like that will be where I quarantined for COVID-19. Yeah. Like I have a deep love for it in that way. Yeah. But like it starts to get in the high 90s and you see rattlesnakes and mice start living under your hood, yeah. and like, yeah, I think I've like checked the box on this. Like yeah. I've lived in the desert now for an extended period of time. Yeah. I loved it. And now I'm over it. Yeah. You
1: know? You know what else is funny, Sydney? At at about this time last year, Mm. you and I were effectively quarantining in Fresno, California. For about the same amount of time.
0: I know. I was, it was like it was were, like four weeks.
1: Yeah, we were walled up in a hotel and then Katie joined God us. God bless a la quinta. Yeah, a la quinta. <laughs> God bless a la quinta. I've we've always said that.
0: We've always that's, said that.
1: Guys, that's uh that's kind of our thing. That's our but, joke. Yeah. But how similar that is, it's just you know, the just the difference in circumstances. Yeah. This now it's worldwide. It's like Yeah,
0: last time it was because my van you know what? No, the next story is how and where we <laughs> met. So I'd rather Okay. Like okay. it doesn't, it, it's a, I don't want to say it's the longest story in the world, right. but like it's a bit long so we can kind of can make it a little bit concise. Yeah. But I think a lot of people wonder how we met up so randomly and like we've always yeah. done that because it's just kind of how van life works. Yeah. But then, you know what I mean? Like you, like a lot of your followers come over to me and then vice versa. Yeah. And then we go apart from each other for up to six months at a time. Yeah. And then suddenly we're together again for like six weeks.
1: Yeah. I think, well, I think that there's a, there's also a big fan base out there or, you know, just people base. Right. I, I know. know
0: people, I hate the word follower or fan. Yeah. None I'm of that. Like, it, yeah. It's gross yeah. to yeah. say, but, but like. There,
1: but there are people who watched us, watched you and I meet, Finn and Ella meet. Right. And then, you know, the, like kind of moving north, continuing and then seeing Lee meet and then right. watching your relationship uh, with Lee you know, unfold and blossom. Right. Yeah.
0: No, I do think it's interesting because especially people who just were following you, just were following me. Yeah. It then goes into like a merge of you and I becoming really, really close. Yeah. And then a merge of Lee coming in. Now we're a trio. Yeah. A merge of Katie coming in. Now there's four. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now sure. like Now there's Sean and Brie and Logan, Katie's boyfriend. And now we're just like yeah, and this you, group.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Okay. Well, so I'll, I will just say that When Sydney and I first met, we met because we were at the same dog park at Ocean Beach.
0: In San Diego. Yeah,
1: San Diego. And we both had puppy dogs. Like Finn was six months older, but Finn was about a year maybe.
0: He was definitely less than a year, but he was yeah. like, he was probably 10 months or something. Right.
1: Was... And then Ella was about six, you know, yeah. four months behind or six months behind something yeah. like that. And the dogs just found each other in the middle. But you and you know. were in
0: a van though. That yeah. was the thing. Because right. I pulled into the parking lot and I saw a guy get out of his van right. with a dog. Right, and I, was, and I had only been living in the van for not very long. Right, And right. so I was like, wait a second, guy, van. Dog. Right. And so I pulled in, like, not expecting anything to happen, but I opened the door and like literally Ella and Finn ran to each other right. like God had forced them to do right. it. Right. And you know it's
1: you know the funny thing was uh at the time I had seen you like come in, in your van or something like that. Like y'all yeah. were on my radar and I was <laughs> like, Finn, do the right thing and go talk to them. <laughs> do no, the right thing. We've talked about go, the fact yeah, that like dogs
0: talk. are icebreakers. Right. Yeah. How many people have you met on the road because your dog met them on the road? Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm like, Finn. Dude,
0: Go introduce Divine him. on the road. There
1: we go. Okay, so I remember
0: like, you storying him when like right. when they first started playing. Well, yeah. And you were like, "My dog is on Instagram," and I was like, "I said that." Yeah, but it was because we were like talking, like we were like in conversation, right, right. and I think you felt rude because you were just storying when we just met.
1: Right. Well, this is this is the part of the story where I was getting to, oh, which, which was that you and I met under organic similar circumstances. And we started talking and it was only after that, that I actually realized I had already been following you on Instagram. I was like, I, you know, we exchanged Instagrams and it was like, Oh, okay. So I already follow you. Right. And then me, you know, I'm in the dog world. I'm not even in the van world. Really? Right. I'm trying to use Sydney over here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like bringing him by force. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Sydney is my absolute (laughs) <laughs> like you know her and i are very close friends and yeah. so when it comes to the van world i'm just like you
0: literally are my best guy friend I, yeah I'm which just is like, like
1: whatever city does i'll i remember <laughs> call,
0: like we called each other i don't know who called who when yeah. it came time for quarantine and you were like well i'm in california and i was like well i'm in california and you were like okay well where are you going and i was like joshua tree and you're like okay well i'm getting groceries and i'm right. on my way like i'm coming
1: right right okay so then so then to go back to leave. right Lee was a product of our Instagram followers being like, you guys
0: got to meet, you're both in Well, so essentially right? we met, what happened first? Meeting Lee or I think it, my van was getting fixed first, right?
1: No, Lee was we after met Fresno. Lee first. I think Lee was after Fresno.
0: But when did we go back down south to Fresno? Remember, we moved all we went all the way up to Portland. I, I mean, know. I don't know. <laughs> just like silence. Yeah. I don't remember either. We essentially moved from San Diego to, to South Lake Tahoe because we just kind of decided to travel yeah. together on a whim.
1: And, and just to give the listeners here just like some bird's eye view context of the dates and timing that we're talking about. We met last year in, er Well, over, the year before. Yeah, yeah, over... The over, end
0: of 2018.
1: End of twenty eight. No, beginning of twenty 19. 19. It's yeah. only been a year. No, no. So no, was it the beginning
0: of 2018? We met
1: in January of something. <laughs> I think it was last year. January of... It just
0: doesn't seem like very long.
1: Yeah, mid-January.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And then... I'm on board. We traveled together, or we're like doing the same direction, but right. we're basically traveling together... We were together literally every day, yeah, for at least two months.
0: Yeah, it's our we've argued over two to four months, yeah. It's yeah, there's just something to be said because the thing is, like, I talk a lot about like social anxiety and not being able to like handle people, and there's just something to be said about another person who lives in their van alone and understands it's like we went on a six hour walkslash hike today, yeah, I'm gonna just chill in my van for the night, yeah, and I think that's why we so easily hung out for so long. Yeah. Because like we both needed and respected each other's alone time. But also like I was gonna hike that day, you're gonna hike that day, like I need somewhere to sleep, you need somewhere to sleep. So it's just kind of like we we followed each other. Right.
1: And also our I feel like our agendas (laughs) about the day have always been like pretty similar. Right. It's like Let's get some work done, but, like, let's also not forget, like, that we're in Tahoe and we should do some hiking and get some pictures and, like, basically, let's use each other a little bit, right? Like can you get some sh- shots of me? I'll get some 100%. shots of you. It's just like when you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram, you have a dog. I have a dog. Well, and you live in a van. I live right. in a van. Let's, Let's help and, each other.
0: But like, I've also met other single guys. Eyes,
1: I have blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you had blue yeah, eyes. Yeah.
0: But like, I've met other single guys in vans. Like, I just don't get along with them as well. Like there's just something yeah. to be said about personality types there. It always like eased any pressure of the friendship of of us being like, our dogs are in love. Like the dogs, like I tell, I told Henry this either this morning, I think it was this morning. Like Ella is a golden retriever, especially as she's gotten older. She is dedicated to a tennis ball. She does not care at the dog park about other dogs. She just, she's uninterested in anything else. But when she sees Finn, oh my God. (laughs) Like, like all morning this morning, they're just running around roughhousing, like playing so hard. And that is exactly how they played literally the day they met in San Diego. Yeah, he protects Ella against yeah. all other dogs. Yes, and so it was always like
1: that was a point of contention when we met Lee's pack. Yeah, because all of his male dogs. Yeah, were Tony, like, Bo, they all wanted a piece of Ella, and Finn I was know. like, no. "She's cute
0: she's a real cute girl." Yeah, but yeah, she's they were like, all like encroaching nice lady, on his territory. Boy.
1: Yeah, good lady.
0: Yeah, you know it. Like Finn's like shackles will all come up when he's trying to protect Ella. It's honestly kind of my favorite. Yeah, the Fresno story is basically we were. I was like near Fresno or something and my van broke down or I broke down. Wow. I'm really yeah. letting myself off the hook on that one. I cra- <laughs> I crashed into a hotel. Yeah. Um, listen to, I think, episode two, if you want to listen to that crazy stories on the road. Yes. Yeah, I definitely crashed into a hotel. And so I needed a lot of work done on the van and it was going to take like three or four weeks. And so Henry was like, I don't even know how really close you were, but you were like, I'll come hang out.
1: I was fairly close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you
0: definitely were not super far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was very close. But in my opinion, I was like, Okay, great. You could use some help. But you also just some
0: company. <laughs>
1: right, 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 right. But you were also like very you had total control of of the situation. Right. You were like, I have a hotel, I'm doing this thing, and you you made it so that decision so much easier for me to do. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, we literally the girl just
1: has her has her shit together for sure. Thank you.
0: I honestly, I've I do horribly. Said that. I've always said that. I've, I've said always that. said that about myself. I've always
1: said that about you. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're the best. We essentially stayed in this La Quinta room, separate beds for all the people that are gonna think things. And every morning. I would wake up, like go take a walk, get Starbucks, come back, and we would literally watch TV, yeah, and sit on our laptops, yeah, from beginning to end of the day, looking at the purple wall that is the Lux, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, with the blackout curtains pulled, like, (laughs) like just like total (laughs) tom slobbery.
0: Every day when I'd (laughs) open the door to go to Starbucks, I would be like, "Holy!" Somehow
1: somehow we were crustier in there than (laughs) than we ever were in our vans. Just crusty level 10, especially you.
0: <laughs> Hold on, I know, I don't think I ever told this part of the story.
1: And the dogs were there too, the whole time.
0: The whole time. Yeah. They... Honestly, they didn't mind. Yeah. There was a more. this is how crusty I actually was. <laughs> there was a crusty. morning yeah. where I just needed to throw something on to go to the Starbucks and get a drink. And so the closest thing to me was like this pink f- f- like dress, but I was wearing like shoes that just didn't go like probably like Crocs of some kind or like just ugly ass <laughs> shoes. And my hair was in a nasty bun. I hadn't showered, even though I had access to one. And I, get, I walk out of the hotel. It wasn't
1: good. It, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't good. Right. Yeah. Just to summarize. I might
0: be the best, but I didn't look the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two different things. Yeah. Um. So I'm walking, which is maybe a three minute walk to the Starbucks. And uh, this guy pulls over. And do you remember this? Uh, the guy pulls over and he was like, hey, do you need help? And I was right. like, no. And he was like, here, just take this. You look like you could oh, use right. it. He, oh, my God. And he gave me $100.
1: $100 bill.
0: And, on, I mean, I don't like handouts, but a guy on the streets was handing me a $100 bill. Right. So I took it, obviously. Right. Okay. And then walked away, got Starbucks and came back. And I, I told Henry, obviously, when I got back. And then I called everyone I knew. And I was like, okay, yep. not she showering. Did.
1: She did do that.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, but when is the last time that you didn't shower and you look like shit yeah. and somebody paid you a hundred dollars for it?
1: Yeah. I was, uh, and... That's never happened to me.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> need to put on a pink dress. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're good.
1: But I will say the other part of this story is that Sydney was like, hey, we got a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. What are we going to spend it on? And I was like, damn, damn. This it's girl is like the fucking in it to win it.
0: Yeah. No, that's friendship.
1: Yeah, I felt, that was pretty cool.
0: Okay, I mean, the next thing I have on here is Ella and Finn. Oh, I guess, I mean, we already talked about their relationship and stuff. And in, in oh, Their
1: relationship?
0: Their relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's how it all started. Right. But one thing I just think is interesting and like, well, okay, do you think that they remember each other every time that they see each other is the technical question. However, my mind always goes to when we were in Death Valley, we like met in San Diego yeah. and then we left each other for two weeks. It was the first time that we left each other. Yeah. Or like right after meeting. And yeah. then we met back up in Death Valley and I remember going to that like resort hotel thing. Yeah. And when, like, I pulled up next to you because you were there before me. Yeah. I opened the door, and yeah. Ella was, like, scratching this. the doors, barking at your van. Yeah. And that was the first time where I was like, damn. You guys were all doors closed inside the van, and she knew exactly who was inside. I
1: have pictures of that of that moment, I believe, yeah. of Finn looking at Ella from from the ground. And then they just, the like, van. went yeah.
0: insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think this is, like, the first time we have ever sat down and, like, you were, like, and started talking about the past, looking at the past. I know. Bit, okay, so but I, I say that sometimes
0: bit. on the podcast is like, when do you get to sit down with your best friends and, or even like an ex-boyfriend yeah. and go over so many different things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, you and I don't, like, I mean, we hang out all the time, but right, like, we don't right. ever... Right. Relive all of these things. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So for it's sure. kind of fun. I feel like you and I are also similar people in just like you know we, we don't like to sit and like and like talk about like
0: no 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 we're not emotional people. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Not not. I didn't want to like accuse you of being non-emotional no. because I don't. I, no, you know,
0: I'm not emotional at all. But,
1: but yeah, that's something I'm trying to work on.
0: Same. Okay,
1: but I feel <laughs> it's like not
0: a. It's not a good thing. Right, right.
1: But <laughs> I feel like uh, that's one of the reasons. One of the things that we have in common that whether we've said it out loud or not sort of makes this thing work in a sense that No, we're just yeah, kinda like, we, definitely,
0: we yeah. just have like an unspoken appreciation for one another, but like we've never sat down and yeah. like Lee is very communicative and he wants to say that every yeah. day and yeah. like tell everyone at camp how much they mean to him. Right. And like, obviously that feels good to hear, yeah. but I don't naturally reciprocate that yeah. or like, yeah. I would never naturally initiate a conversation that yeah.
1: way. Yeah. Well, I would say this is how I describe our relationship is that it's it's rooted in like admiration i think that i i i really do admire you as a person like the work that you're so hard working
0: uh-huh.
1: for such a young person when i first met you and i was like damn and she talks fast and she's a good <laughs> talker i was like
0: i a great talker
1: damn i was like wow that's and she's got a dog you know dog Ooh, person dog. yeah yeah I was just like, yeah, okay, that's fucking I mean,
0: awesome. I would I obviously admire you in many ways, but I want to kind of save that for the end because that a yeah. lot of that although I admired you far before this, the whole team Finn thing was really one of those like like I just felt like oh I'm like I mean I told you this a million times. Yeah. I, although I'm not emotional, I do remember saying this. Like I was so proud to be a friend of his. I was just like yeah. Oh I was like I like how you always say that's my boy. Yeah. I literally was like that's my friend. I
1: know, but if I'm if we're living out that moment where you're like oh that's my boy, I'm also looking back at you and being like thanks for the help. Yeah. Right? Because uh, you totally. I love this. We had uh, like Sydney was the person. One of the people that I called throughout the the whole ideation about Team Finn, how it was going to work, what made sense blah 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 and if I came up with like a new idea I'd, I'd just pull over if I had service I'd be like Sydney can right. you talk right now and she was like I'm driving okay good me too that's the I'm... best part about being yeah. my friends too yeah, it's exactly. like we're well, always just driving yeah exactly and so you were there to 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 bounce ideas off of and and I trusted you from the beginning that you that you had my my yeah
0: like the best myself
1: intention. in yeah yeah you had the best advice for me but yeah. you, be- you know believed in the idea and you were there to encourage me, not be like, yeah, but what about this, huh? You know, oh, yeah. a lot of those people out there. Yeah, the there
0: are. Okay, we're going to, if you don't know what Team Finn is and you're kind of curious right now, we are going to go in depth on that, how you can support it, what it is, and all of that good stuff in just a little bit. Yeah. But first, so now that everyone's well, you know, familiar with you and I and how the things came to be, yeah. I want to know how you got Finn and your story of like... I mean, like I said, yeah. I've never seen a person love their dog more. Obviously, I've seen Lee with his dogs and stuff, but it is a different relationship when you have one dog. Right. Because, like, all of that love is like you—it's so poured into Finn. Yeah. And Ella was my first dog. I was young. I loved her with everything I had, but I saw a different type of love with you and Finn, and it changed our relationship because I loved her so much that I didn't want to be hard on her. I didn't want to train her. Yeah. I didn't want to ever tell her no, and that was hurting her as a dog. Right. And I didn't really notice that or see any different dynamic. Oh, like, oh, you can love your dog as diff- much as I love example. Ella. Yeah. And yeah. you can also still be hard on her and train them and make sure yeah. because a lot of it is safety, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so I would love to know how you got Finn and how your guys's bond kind of became the way it is.
1: Yeah. So I've always been a dog person, but I you know, I lived in New York City for a while. So, I didn't really want to have a dog then. I was also just never really at a place in my life where I was like, oh, yeah, let's get a dog, you know? Right. Never secure financially enough to like really do that. Especially, as like a, you
0: know. Well, and you were zipping around New York City?
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. New York, I couldn't do it. But anyways, so my brother, his name is Elias. He is the the founder. He started The Doggest and he's the photographer for The Doggest. And so I had been on the road for about six months when I got a call from my brother that was like, Henry, you got nothing on your calendar. I'm just making like a long story (laughs) short here, but you know, because it is a long story. But, you know, he was like, Henry, you got nothing on your calendar and you, you know, you're a road trip, like master at this point. Right. Right. Do you want to help me with a project? So basically I said, yes, I got nothing on my calendar. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm very close with my brother, Elias. And so I was like, yes. I would gladly drive across the country with Finn. The whole objective was to raise awareness and money for the Sato Project, which is where Finn was rescued from and Puerto Rico. And so my brother and I road tripped across the country and there was a family that had called dibs on Finn when we hit California, Uh basically. And that family backed out. And then all of a sudden, my job on the on the whole rescue ride is what it was called, was just to, you know, take care of him while my brother was taking photographs, right, of all the places that we were visiting. So your job was to
0: just try not to fall in love with him while you watched him all the time?
1: Yeah, my (laughs) job was basically to make sure that Finn did not die. Yeah. Right, was to keep him alive between New York City and California That was it. I was like his bodyguard. I was his handler, right? And then once the family backed out, who was supposed to keep Finn, all of a sudden there's like something flips in your head, right? It's You can see it in your eyes where it's like you look at this dog and all of a sudden there's a little shimmer of a future there. Right. Right. And that, that light gets brighter and brighter. Right.
0: And and at that point yeah. you were his person. Yeah. Like you'd already established He was a
1: puppy. I, I I was the coolest person in his life at that right. point. Right. Right. So then that was slowly growing on me. And then it wasn't really until my brother was like I would already been thinking about dogs especially because i live in a van you know it's like what better way to travel than, and have a dog right Yeah, which is a time. great mindset because right. a lot
0: of people have the opposite where it's like no i want to travel so i shouldn't have a dog right when like when you're a, a real dog person yeah. Yeah. you're like oh i'm gonna travel i've yeah. gotta have a dog like yeah. that was my mindset it was yeah. like i'm not gonna travel without one exactly
1: and there's no better way to travel with a dog than being in a van because right. it's just it's you can stop when you have to pee, to poop, all that stuff, right? So, and also, you know, dogs need exercise. So stopping and doing exercise and all that stuff. So anyways, about halfway through the rescue ride, just my vocabulary started to change when I spoke uh-huh. about Finn. That's interesting. It it wasn't an overnight thing, but it was like, I was slowly investing more into him. Right. More of myself, more of You're my, like, like allowing
0: yourself yeah, to do that. Yeah, more
1: attachment- I was trying to train him more. That was definitely happening. I was, like, caring more about him behaving right. And then all of a sudden it just came out of my mouth that I was, like, I was keeping him. And then I just... If you don't
0: follow them, his Instagram name is Keeping Finn. Yeah,
1: Keeping Finn, yeah. Which is kind
0: of obviously the play-on of the fact that he didn't think he was going to keep him or have him at all. Yeah, And then he ended up keeping him.
1: And so it totally... I didn't know it, obviously, at the time, but I just thought I was getting a dog. But at the time, I was doing nothing on Instagram. My Instagram page was private. I had no intentions of starting Instagram about my dog. Right. But my brother was the doggest, and he suggested, he was like, dude, you know, basically when the time came to say that I was keeping him, he was like, dude, what do you want us to say when we announce? And I was like, eh, just say the hen dog's keeping him, right? And he just looked at me, and was like, are you fucking stupid no <laughs> one gives a shit about you right they like the dog
0: that's honestly it
1: but at the, but uh, it, it's it was, great advice right 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 it was great advice but so that was the day before we made the announcement so that's just to give you a sense of how late in the game the the uh, you know keeping finn was launched right? right so then i was like okay okay sure and I called like a bunch of people I called Kate Spear who's the CEO of the Doggist like yeah hey, what do you think anyways the morning of we decided to call it Keeping Finn I was going to create an Instagram forum Keeping Finn uh-huh. and then uh, overnight it launched and about 70,000 000- people started following his page and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, there's a level of shock that takes place when that happens where it's like- Oh, oh
0: definitely. The
1: hen dog, <laughs> right? Like my personal account was private. I had about, you know, a thousand people following me. And you that. knew all of them. and Yeah. And I knew them. These are people I had like built, I'd like run into or like, you know, just right. followed because I like their stuff. Anyways, to then flip that switch and- all of a sudden be this, pu- you know, people can see my face and, right and, you know, my brother's advice from the beginning was Henry, you should be posting every day and you should like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause that's what he does. And that's what, you know, my, the dogist is incredibly Gigantic. successful. And so I'm like, I'm going to just use my brother as an example. I'm going to try really hard. And so I just, you know, my brother lent me a camera. His old, really old camera. And I just, you know, I'm like, I live in a van. I'm a dude. I've got a puppy dog. Like, (laughs) I have some time before he gets older for this to, for me to figure this out. So. I just dove right in and, and people liked it. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you've also
0: grown a lot as a person on Instagram because yeah. when we met, you did not post any photos of yourself. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be in a photo.
1: That's correct. And it
0: wasn't until like, you know, we kind of met and I think it also helped that you had someone to take photos, yeah. but you what? you were equally as nervous as I was. Well, you
1: know, you know, what's funny is that there was a, you know, the thought of that, of, okay, I knew that eventually I'd have to get in front of pictures, but I have these voices in my head, right? It's like, I don't forget things. So it's like when my brother was like, no one cares, right? That right. goes through my head when I'm like, should I get in this picture with Finn? But then I just hear, no one cares <laughs> about yeah. you, right? And sometimes I feel that way where I'm just like, you know, yeah, this is you... about Finn, but it really, when the puppy picture stop, you have to start doing more and trying harder and, and opening up more about yourself. Right. Right.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's what it's all about is that the longer it's obviously about growth to some degree, but yeah. the longer that the same people are following you, yeah, they've seen Finn's face. Yeah, They want to learn about you. They want to learn about your relationship. I they want to learn about the bond. And so it's like, you always want to cater to, you know, new people and in yeah. sharing things with them and whatever but like yeah. it's really about the people who have been with you from the beginning yeah. and eventually they've seen Finn's face they love Finn's face who doesn't right. but like they're going to be attracted to the idea of learning more about Finn yeah. and Finn's world is quite right. literally you
1: right 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 exactly his con- the the context and yeah. and what's going on in the van him.
0: and where you are and all of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah.
1: So that's been a process. A a growing process for me for sure. Right. Although I will say that I <laughs> Oh, okay. I will I will say that that was part of the fact that I was thrown into it very like abruptly was part of its own success, the success that, that it's had, because Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, you know, I still had jagged edges all around my, all around me. Right. Like that's how the dog voice kind of was, was born because I was like, I was going to ask that later. if I wanted,
0: I would like to know that now.
1: Yeah. Well, it it was born because that's always been my dog voice, but I was thrown into Instagram, you know, 70,000 people, 75,000 people started following me and I'm just like, it's hard to wrap your mind around that. So I, I was just, I had no real choice but to be myself that's all i knew right. how to be and so it kind of that worked to my benefit in the beginning where people were like getting to know me as a person and the the the, the reality of the whole situation was that finn, this whole gig this whole like keeping finn thing this whole finn entering my life like in the most real sense possible was like it totally changed my life Right. right and now with Team Finn, it's just like, oh my God, what a, what a, what a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. he has given
0: you a lot, but I mean, obviously yeah. you've, he was in a bush in Puerto Rico and like, you've given him a life. I right. think, I think any dog would be insanely lucky to have. Yeah. That's also what contributes to the bond that you guys have because mm-hmm. you both appreciate one another so much. Right. Yeah. Like you, you both saved each other's lives to some degree. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very much so.
0: Yeah. I love anybody that talks about their dogs like that. I trust them. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the real you cool it is the real deal my parents in the beginning were like are you really ready to have a dog like yeah. they basically thought
0: but now your mom is obsessed
1: yeah obsessed but in the beginning you know she was like okay if henry gets a dog and this whole van life thing doesn't work and he comes home the dog is going to end up with us right 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 That's which yeah is, that makes sense right which would be a problem for my parents right <laughs> Right. it's <laughs> not what they were hoping they busy for people. yeah exactly like they're just like they have an empty nest it's like it's not anyways but
0: right i mean, mean but good for them for even thinking that because some people would be like you're gonna have to take it back to the shelter right and right, at least right. your parents are good enough people to be like right. well we would end up taking the dog yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how you know
1: i think they're uh, ready to get a dog anyways at this point so uh,
0: that would make us all happy okay so that's kind of the birth story mm-hmm. of finn and how that all came to be oh actually before we even go into van life i want to know more about him being in puerto rico in the bush because now you 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 know his whole story now henry was recently in puerto rico with the group that saved finn and they showed him like where it was and that was probably yeah i don't know a big moment for you
1: yeah it was a big moment basically finn was found in a bush in puerto rico it's like this the town is called Naranjito. And it's a mountain town. So when you think of Puerto Rico, most people think of beaches. And Mm -hmm. when they think of the street dogs in Puerto Rico, they normally think about dead dog beach and like the water and like...
0: I'm sorry, why is it called that?
1: It's called dead dog beach because people go there to dump their dogs.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah.
1: And there are just packs and packs of dogs down there in Puerto Rico. So, but Finn was found in a bush in Naranjito which is more of like a mountain town very lush Mm -hmm. with trees and he was found with his four litter mates and his mother and recently we went back to Puerto Rico and met the woman who actually rescued Finn and then she directly went with us back to the bush where Finn was found Mm -hmm. and it was like
0: what can you give a shout out to her rescue
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Of course, we donate to them every month. Uh, Finn was rescued by the Sato Project. Sato is is what they call in Puerto Rico, like the street dogs, the stray dogs. They're called Sato's in the Caribbean. Those same, those street dogs, they're called potcakes, and in on the Native American reservations, they're called Red Dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it was just
0: kind of their word for it.
1: Yeah, it's their like little brand of dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where Finn was found. And the life expectancy of a dog there is about two years. Wow. And...
0: And thriving. Yeah,
1: two and thriving. <laughs> so, it's like, it's just, yeah, it is special to think about where he may have been, ended up. Mm-hmm. And it adds, that for the longest time added meaning to my van life experience with him. was like, I'd take him on hikes, to, you know, i always dog friendly hikes that was like right what bonded us and then you know you just you just see his nose to the ground and his tag waving and dancing and you're right. just like wow this dog is living he's yeah. living <laughs> okay. he's slaying and people, living what people, up
0: people who don't know that there is a paris hilton <laughs> people who don't know that literally no one's going literally to know it.
1: everyone knows <laughs> it because it's p hilton
0: there's a video on paris hilton's youtube channel And I I don't like talking shit about people, but it is a brutal video Uh, and she has a theme for her birthday and she calls it "sliving," and it's laying and living. Yeah. And so.
1: And it perfectly describes Finn and I.
0: Right. so now I don't know Henry yeah. and I have a habit of just saying everything that we are living but yeah I mean uh, if we're gonna say it's the word Finn is the definition of yeah, it Yeah,
1: he's a slippy dog.
0: I mean to go from a bush yeah. it's really cool to know the origin of your dog's story yeah. like to know that he was found in a bush and you know we were just talking to Lee about like adopting a dog and not the story but to see them at you know the peak or the summit or whatever people call it yeah. at the top of a mountain and to just you do have a quick moment of being like he was there and now he's here. Right. And I think that's like a beautiful thing. Like yeah. it's that's such a cool thing to know and to have kind of in your bank.
1: Yeah. I think it adds an extra layer of meaning to the way that you think of rescue. But to the dog, it's like, you know, Finn was first of all, was about a month when a month old when they found him. Right. And I met him when he was about three and a half months old. Right. And now he's about two years and uh couple of months 2 months old or something
0: yeah. like that. Yeah. So he didn't live extensively long in a no, bush. No, no no yeah. But still it's not necessarily his memories of it it's right. it's about
1: what his story could have been. Right 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 exactly it's where it's like that bush does not define Finn. No, in his. <laughs> and he does his, not
0: define that bush. <laughs> no,
1: absolutely. I mean, that bush, Finn, like, what defines Finn is his, like, his, the look in his eye, right? Yeah. It's like when he's hopping, or, you know what I mean? Or yeah. when he sees snow, and he's a bulky boy, right? It's like,
0: <laughs> no, yeah. he, he is one of the. I mean, I tell you this all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have 14 dogs here, and I right. think all of them have obviously something very special, yeah. but like, we can go on a hike with all 14, and sometimes amongst the sea of dogs. Like, yeah. you just see this, like, yeah. striking face yeah. of, a, like, of yeah. a dog. And, yeah. I mean, Finn just has yeah. a puppy face, but, like, but it's some... a beautiful-looking puppy face yeah. and a hilarious he's, personality. he some
1: lines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's a, honestly ideal dog.
1: I know. It's it for me.
0: He does. <laughs> he's definitely. A hundred percent. I've always said that. Yeah. I'll... Okay, so, <laughs> aside from Finn, now that we know his story, we want to know yours. Yeah. So, you lived... And on the East Coast your whole life, mostly yeah. in Philly, then you lived in New York City for seven years?
1: Yeah, about seven years. Just okay. About.
0: So I how do you go from that to wanting to live in a van, finding van life, and then doing it for six months pre-Fin?
1: Yeah. So when I first moved to New York City, I, I bought a bike. And I was bike, and I used to bike around a lot. And then I got the bike stolen. And then we moved, and we lived in a six floor walk up. So I was thinking to myself, I don't want to get another bike, lock it outside, and get it stolen again. And I have a six floor walk up, so I ended up getting an electronic scooter. And this was basically, you can imagine like one of those Uber scooters that you see all over California or Lime or whatever they're called.
0: Yeah, they're like Lime Bird. Yeah, yeah. Those things. So it's
1: like that, except I, except five years before they were a thing or four years, or something like that. So basically, I got this electronic scooter, and it folded up like a kid's scooter. And basically, once I got this electronic scooter, it went 18 miles an hour. It went 20 miles on a single charge. It folded up. I had this little strap I could so I could throw it over my shoulder. And it looked dorky and kind of like 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 boyish and kiddish enough where people were like, oh, is that an adult on a kid's scooter kind of thing? <laughs> like, feel bad for me? Enough where, where people let me bring it places. So uh, until they, they, they would pick it up and they'd be like, oh, that thing's almost 20 pounds, right? That's not a kid's yeah. scooter. Anyways, but once I got the scooter, all of New York City opened up to me Mm. it opened up to me in this like incredibly exciting way no longer like did i have to walk and get really sweaty by the time i get to like a place across town right or take a take like a a cab or an uber right or a bike and have to like
0: worry about somebody stealing it exactly
1: exactly so here i was just zipping around new york city I had a helmet on, and I would just blast music, and I was going faster than any car. I could beat you anywhere around New York City.
0: <laughs> You're and selling so many scooters right I'm now. I'm just
1: telling you. And I would, I had a grin on my face, and I was dancing. I, I was having the, the time of my life. I love that. So I was thr- sliving Hard. <laughs> I was sliving before sliving was a thing. Scooter can you, living. Can you tell?
0: Can you tell that we just discovered this word? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I was. So, anyways, once I got the scooter, I got really into the live music scene in New York City, which mm. was jazz, blues, and reggae. I went to every show that that came to New York City, and. Basically, if you if you dive deep into the music scene anywhere, but definitely New York City, you're going to find that it's it's there's a lot of alcohol involved and it's a late night music scene. It's just a late night scene. So here I was, I was working this like nine to five at a media company. Uh And then I was it was kind of like the secret life of Henry Friedman, which was like (laughs) I would when everyone else went to bed because they're responsible adults who have to wake up <laughs> for work the next day, I would th- put, throw my helmet on and mm-hmm. walk out the door with my scooter and I'd be out till about 3.30 in the morning, right? And then go back to work in the morning. That's insane. And I was doing this Quite frequently, you know, all the bartenders knew me, which doesn't help my situation. And
0: It doesn't help your situation.
1: Well, it just means that you're going to get free drinks I was going to say, I go. feel like that w- right,
0: right, I but, would assume that would be very helpful. Right,
1: right. Helpful, but also in no, your city, work. if you're doing it. This is like, a, basically, what I'm describing to you sounds thrilling and exciting because it is, but it's also a form of self-destructive behavior. Yeah, for because sure. Because here I am like in New York city with a job and I'm disregarding all everything I should be doing to go out right. and, and be in just raging face. <laughs> and it, so but good um,
0: memories to look back on.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So then I, I basically decided that I wanted to change jobs to go to music stuff. And my brother was like, Henry, look, you know what? One of the things that I did better than anybody else I thought was I showed up more than anybody else People who like are are into music around New York City. Like, if you were someone who was into reggae music or blues or jazz, uh-huh. nobody showed up more than I did. Yeah, I was I because I, because I was on a scooter, I could see. Three shows in one night. I would be up in Times Square at BB King's. Wow. Then I would go down to, you know, Terra Blues, and then I would finish the night at Smallest. You know what I mean? Like, nobody did that. And because I was solo, I was able to enter all these different worlds, right? So, like, the music scene is this world that is... It's old, it's young, it's black, it's white, it's 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 sober, it's you know, drunk and, yeah. and high and it's it's just this wildly diverse world. And it was kind of addicting in that sense, right? Yeah. Where it's like I'm brushing shoulder shoulders. I'm I'm in this world that, that has zero overlap between the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? It's really uh-
0: Crazy. I know you're going to keep going, but it's crazy how synonymous this is with fan life.
1: Right. Exactly. And so I was, I was basically traveling. The secret life of Henry Friedman was, (laughs) was, was, was moving into all these different worlds, right? Joe's Pizza, which is like one of, you know, considered one of the best pizza places in New York city. All of them know me there. When I roll in and there's a huge line going out the door on a Saturday, I just walk in and I'm just like, I just put three fingers up in the air and they go, they give me three slices of the hottest (laughs) cheese pizza that come out. Right. It's just like all these places. And you got to remember that scooters were never allowed in New York City, like Lime or Uber. Mm. So like basically, basically riding, no, basically riding a scooter in New York City, like is still possible. You could like, right. But like, if I brought a scooter to San Francisco, they'd be like, no, screw that. Yeah, But Here's another thing is that I used to fly with my scooter. So when I had like a work summit in Chicago, I would fly with my scooter. I would unfold it at the airport and scoot from the airport to my hotel. <laughs> and so then and, and and get ready. I mean, Chicago is like the ultimate blues town. Yeah, no, it's so, phenomenal. And there are some clubs in, in Chicago that don't closed till like 5 a.m. So uh-huh. this was like my spot. I get to Chicago. Yeah. I'm scooting around Chicago before scooters are a thing in Chicago. I
0: love when you say that.
1: I'm just telling, yeah. And so basically, I consider the electronic scooter to be Henry, like the first iteration of van life. Yeah. For me was this exciting feeling of independence, different worlds, the horizon, yeah. the like, and, and the fact that the scooter allowed it to all be within reach for me. So just
0: the accessibility yeah. Everything
1: oh. was in reach. Yeah, I got to do, I made new friends. I was like experiencing New York right. in a way that I never had before. And so, um, living in a van and kind of like, just feels like, like, Oh my God. Like it obviously started with and It's like
0: that on steroids. Yeah.
1: It's like the van is just like a bigger horizon, uh, like different, you know, off the East coast. Maybe I can see some mountains and like, right. So yeah.
0: So, but how did you discover people living in vans?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I've never told this to anybody, but it, the fantasy really started with motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had followed this Instagram called Two Wheel South, which mm-hmm. is about these guys on motorcycles who were going from like, like the you know the North Pole to the South Pole or something, mm-hmm. or you know, going the whole distance of South America, and I, I just. I just knew like I've always known that I, I I was going to do something epic like I had to do something epic like I have something inside of me where I'm just like I need to try something right and so when I left New York, I was like, that kind of seems like a lot of fun for me.
0: Yeah. When did you, when you <laughs> left New York, where did you go? Did I you went, go home to Philly?
1: Yeah, I went home to Philly. Okay. And then that's where the decision was made to get a van. Cause I was, I left New York and while I was back in Philly, I decided I was going to stop drinking for about a month. And then that mm. one month turned into, you know, three months and then, you know, got the van and, and then the rest of my life was, began Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was like step one.
1: Yeah, step one. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. And I will say also is that the fact that my brother is the dog, you know, started The dogist, Right. Which is an alternative- You know what I mean? Like, like he proved that something that you could do something.
0: It did. It became tangible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It made a big difference for me in terms of like the courage that I was able to muster up. Like, because my brother had shown it was possible and look at, you know, and my brother and I have always been close. Like there's definitely a, a, a a big nudge factor that pushes you in that direction. Like, okay. And then, you know, in the most organic of ways, it, it all just came together for me. Right. Yeah.
0: But I think that that's like, it's a story that it's just important because there is a lot of people place thing on place things on, or success on just luck alone yeah. or looks alone. Like as a single woman, that's the shit that I get all the time. Right. And I'm sure people think because your brother is the doggest that it's luck alone. And there's just something to be said about having some things given to you, but also working extremely hard. And like the biggest thing is taking the initial leap. Right. Like luck means nothing if you don't act right. on it. Well, and so it's like, yeah. everybody has some type of advantage in life right. and it's about like actually taking that dive right into whatever you want to do right um and maybe allowing whatever advantage you may or may not have like let that play into it but none of it would ever happen without you taking action yeah. which is the risky and the scary part right and the the thing that most people don't end up doing
1: right right e- exactly that's so true and for the in the beginning when Finn's Instagram took off, that was something I totally grappled with, where I was uh-huh. like, you know, no one cares about you. Like, no one knows you. No one cares about you. Don't fuck this up, right? Yeah. This Instagram thing, right? That was sort of like the thoughts. Those were kind of the thoughts that were going through my head. But then you sort of like, and I didn't give myself any credit. I was like, right. well, this was just like lucky. Because your brother's the doggist, right? But then, like, I think about some things that my brother told me where it's like, you know, he started this thing, the doggist a while back. And, and then all of a sudden, something happened, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe BuzzFeed picks him up or something happens. And but he all started of a sudden,
0: with one follower the way everyone else does. Right, right,
1: right, 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 right. But something happens yeah. that flips it. And then all of a sudden, it's this, right? So I think the saying is it's like an overnight sensation two two years in the making right Right. so it's like you know this was not that i was ever a sensation of, of anything but what i mean is that like i have to give myself some credit for making the decisions that I did leading up to it, right? Right. Like, I decided to change up my life. All my friends lived in New York City. Right. I just wasn't taking good care of myself. Like I said, there's some self-destructive behaviors. Yeah, but there's a
0: lot of self-awareness there as well to know that you were yeah. doing that. And then you made the decision to change, yeah. to live in a van, yeah. which is scary.
1: Thank you. And, and <laughs> to get a
0: dog, which is scary. Yeah. And like those decisions are what played into the fact that also your brother made an impossible thing feel possible.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And so it's like it there just is a a lot of combination of things and I think it is very natural for people to sell themselves short. It's right, what we do right. um, because it also plays as an excuse. I'm not this. I don't do this because I can't. Right. And right. when you give yourself a little bit of credit, you're like, yes, I can. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, And
0: I think that's kind of what changes a lot of people's stories. Yeah.
1: And I think that people I think that over time I've realized that people understand this about me mm-hmm. and they it's like and they're like, we know that. We're here for it. We watched Team Finn launch. We've watched how the things have grown. We've watched the smile on your face. Like, right. these things have changed. We understand that, like, you were literally nothing <laughs> before. Fan- I was a cool guy. I was you, a good guy. I was you, a funny guy. Yeah, <laughs> I was cool. I was cool. But, like, Finn comes in and all of a sudden I'm, like, way cooler. And it's like, oh my God, fuck. Like, you know, people, yeah. So, you know, it's he just, was the initial
0: attraction. Yeah rightfully yeah. so
1: yeah but it's Look also funny because all my all my friends growing up and all that like they hear the dog voice they, mm-hmm. they hear these things that are like becoming that people love and they're just like, yep, he's been doing that since college. Right. Yeah. Or it's like all these like things. So it's, it's like a funny nod to my past as well for, for the people who know yeah. like the way, you know, like my sense of humor. No, uh, I, I think that's so cool. Pretty, pretty funny.
0: There's somebody from my past recently messaged me and they were like, it's so cool that you are doing everything you're doing because you've always wanted to do Instagram. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I I literally, I never uh, even imagined doing Instagram until yeah. I lived in the van and right. it, people started paying attention to, because of the way that my van looks and the way that my dogs are yeah. and those kinds of things. And he was like, no, back in the day, like, I mean, in, in all honesty, I don't know why I didn't say this because I don't care. It was a person I dated in college for a brief time. Yeah. But he was like, you used to always like use your captions as kind of journal entries and like during the relationship he made fun of that a lot he would always just be like you sound like you're so lame for doing that he called me a loser all the time in in a nicer way kind of ish but now as adults and I mean at the time we're obviously kind of kids in college and we're very young in college and he just kind of I never even thought about that. Yeah. I never thought about the fact that I've been, even with 200 followers, I was kind of pouring my heart into captions at the time. Like yeah. I've always, when you are prompted to write, when you're going to post, yeah. I've always viewed that as an opportunity to share what I was feeling at the time. Yeah. And I never gave that credit at all until like a month ago where he messaged me all of this and I was like shit I I never viewed Instagram as like a job or an opportunity it but it always has been a place where I can share my message and share how I'm feeling share different emotions and things like that yeah so hearing that was cool that that also feels like you know somewhat of a nod to the past but just kind of like a you know in a way that I never thought it was, it always has been a part of my life. Yeah, like even yeah. since I was nineteen years old. Right, right. Which is just weird.
1: Yeah, it's just it just looks a little different.
0: It, know, yeah, way know? different. Right. I right. used to be doing like yoga poses in the windows of my apartment. <laughs>
1: I, I was I was hashtagging since I was in sixth grade. I didn't even, it was never even a thing. I didn't even have a phone. I created it. But I, I was just like, hashtags are gonna be a thing. Yeah. And I'm gonna call these things hashtags.
0: <laughs> the number sign. Yeah, I don't
1: know what this is, but I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next thing is how yeah. your family feels about everything that you're doing. Uh, your mom, love your mom. She sends a mean care package.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She does send a mean care package. Uh, the only
0: time I cheat when I'm vegan is when his mom sends those, uh,
1: the, the what are they called? A, a chocolate chip banana breads. Uh, oh yes. yeah. Yeah. They're fantastic. Well, they, like I said, like, like the fact that my brother sort of was a trailblazer when it comes to being, be, just being an example in the family of of like what success can look like, right? My parents are, are both doctors, uh-huh. right? And when I when I was in high school, my mom said to me, she goes, Henry, you know what? You'd be a really good plastic surgeon. And I was like, what? and she said that because I'm like kind of like a visual person and I used to be you know, used to always love doing woodworking mm. so she's like oh it's kind of like that same thing so she said to me... like
0: a doctor mindset i know i know
1: <laughs> exactly and you know she she's trying to get me psyched about medicine and all that stuff and you know i was also good <laughs> at science but anyway she sets me up to shadow one of her plastic surgeon friends and so i go into this operating room and i watched this surgery take place and it was gnarly and I was like nah not for me yeah (laughs) but anyway so I could
0: never imagine you as a doctor and not because you're not intelligent and you could do it yeah but just like
1: yeah no the passion
0: I know that is in you is just so geared in a different direction yeah
1: yeah I'm not I'm I don't Like, I feel like to be a doctor, you sort of have to identify as being slightly academic. There's something academic (laughs) about about learning, constantly learning Mm -hmm. new things in medicine and all that stuff. So that was never really my thing. But anyways, the fact that my brother set an example early sort of allowed gave me permission to try as well yeah and then now they're you know they they love it yeah they love it they, they you know they talk about it me all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> they talk about me everywhere they yeah, go I'm
1: definitely, um no I'm definitely i i know favorite
0: i know how much your mom loves finn mm-hmm. she is obsessed with him yeah every time i see that like whenever you guys go home Yeah, I mean, you do so many videos of her and just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, the whole environment. And your sister is obsessed with him. I don't think many people know. I mean, maybe recently because you hung out with your twin. But I don't think many people know you have a twin.
1: Yeah, I have a twin sister. And we were born on each side of midnight. So we have different birthdays. I
0: mean, it's the wildest story.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, you don't ever talk about it unless she... She's also so cool.
1: Yeah, she's very cool. She's cooler than me. She's Uh, definitely cooler than Henry. She's definitely smarter than me.
0: (laughs) also very smart yeah
1: she's and she has her, sh- her shit together beautiful uh, girl yeah very beautiful yeah I mean I yeah uh, <laughs> she um, has to
0: listen to this podcast now
1: yeah exactly <laughs> but but I have a dog and she doesn't so yes I I'm winning that battle right there. yeah but yeah I mean I'm I've always been incredibly close with my sister
0: yeah I mean it is a twin like yeah. I don't want to say it's the twin thing yeah. but it's like I it, it'd be very difficult I think in my opinion who yeah. doesn't have a twin to have a twin right and to not have some sort of yeah, a special bond with that person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we've always had a special bond, but I think you realize these things more and more and more as you get older. Yeah, Right. As like life gets a little bit more complicated and, and you just some of your other friends slash support system starts to like fall away or, you know, people move on right. different directions. You just don't see people. You can like, I can like look at my sister and think of my sister and be like, I have a twin on this planet uh, yeah in this world if there's one person i could trust it's definitely her yeah you know what i mean and i i mean i i have trust in a lot of people on this planet earth but
0: well yeah still, but, it's
1: like you think about your twin just a little bit different, a right. different, little bit more powerful
0: yeah like, the bond i remember meeting her in moab i think it was in moab and mm-hmm. i was like i mean i i, I never I guess I probably just didn't even think about it but I I never like doubted how much I would like her but I remember being surprised at how much I liked her yeah like we talked for hours at the campfire of like what her future plans are and what she's doing and like she was just so much like you. Like yeah. she, I just didn't expect her to talk so much about hiking and traveling and being an like yeah. adventurer. And she yeah. was like, yeah, I'll sleep in my car. I don't care. Right. I'll sleep in Henry's van. I don't care. Totally. I'll do whatever I need. Like it just, she has a very you mindset. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like yeah. you're, you are just like him.
1: It's, it's true. And we also like, like the same gear, the same like kind of yeah. stuff. Like, I'm just like, whoa, that's my twin.
0: You need to her an Eno chair.
1: Yeah, exactly. She deserves one. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just like. <laughs> Well, I know the best chair for you.
0: (laughs) If you don't follow Henry, which I honestly think a lot of, especially my podcast listeners do follow you because I talk about you and they ask for you all the time. (laughs) But like, if you don't follow him, there is a company called Eno. Oh, yeah. E-N-O. Yeah. And Henry has a chair from them, like a camping chair. (laughs) And... I want to make fun of him so badly for the love he has for this chair, yeah. but damn, it's a good chair. It's
1: a, it's the best chair. It's the best chair. It's the best You're, chair out there.
0: It really is such a good chair. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I didn't think we were going to get through this podcast without talking about that chair. <laughs> I just knew it. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to end the podcast talking about Team Finn, okay. because that's a big thing that's going on in his life right now. Yeah. But beforehand, this is our last Mother's Day Skylight
1: oh, ad. Oh, okay. shit. Um, it's
0: your last chance to buy some stuff for mother's day if you're at all like me i am the worst like i think the best gift i've ever given was henry a pair of binoculars because he was talking about them constantly but because i was with him at the time for his birthday but like not being around my parents i literally am the worst at buying them gifts like i don't know what you have i don't know what you don't have anymore i don't know what you want I don't know anything about what the fuck they want. So anyways, so to go into that, I know I've talked about it a couple times. This is your last chance to kind of get in on it for Mother's Day. But there is a thing called Skylight Frames, which is a digital photo frame. Essentially, whoever you give the Skylight Frame, or if you get it for yourself, you have to be connected to Wi-Fi. Most households are. It might be slightly tougher if you're on the road. But even then, whenever you connect to Wi-Fi, it would then upload. But... All of your loved ones can get the unique email co- or email address that comes with your skylight and every time that they take photos, if they have kids, if you have grandkids, anything, they can essentially just send photos to that email address, and it will immediately come up on the skylight. So if you have grandparents, if you have a grandmother that you want to get a gift for, and she doesn't see stuff on social media, it's just a very good opportunity to send a bunch of photos to an email address, which is easy, and she can walk down the hall, walk into the living room, and suddenly see 15 photos of what you and your child did that day, or what adventure adventures you are on in the van. And I just think that that's kind of a cool opportunity to give somebody that may miss what you're posting on social media, or if you post one of 10, but you're like my parents and they want to see all 10, it's kind of a good opportunity just to give them a good batch of photos. You look like you're going to say something.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, I sounds amazing. I really want this. <laughs> Sydney, do you have a code or like a way? Oh I my god! F- it's yeah. so funny
0: that you say that. Yeah. What is it? To get ten dollars off your purchase of a skylight frame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst at this. Oh, Gavin, wait. Um. For this. Okay. Go to skylightframe.com and enter code solo. Okay. So I'm gonna spell it all out because people sometimes I talk fast and I have a raspy voice. S K Y L I G H T F R A M E dot com slash So low and you'll get ten dollars off. So that's your Mother's Day gift of the year. Thank you very much. And moving along. Team Finn. Yeah. We love it. We're passionate about it. Yeah. What is it?
1: So Team Finn is a project that we started in August of last year, August two thousand. 19. I
0: just love that you naturally say we. Yeah. It's so refreshing. I know. Because well, I do that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a group We're,
0: thing. It's you and your dog. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, such we, a, I don't it's like a team. The,
1: yeah, I don't think about it like a me thing, really.
0: And I, 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 yeah. I know that this is me being a biased friend, but like, I do genuinely think that that's why you are successful. Uh-huh. is because your projects are not about always you. Yeah. Like, it's nothing that you do is self-absorbed.
1: Yeah. Basically, um, this is how it all kind of began, was that Yeah. So people, a lot of people had been saying, you know, Henry, you should start a Patreon account. And at the time I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously open. I'm looking up what Patreon is. I don't even know what it is. And the whole idea is that people, it's a way for like artists and, and creators to create a membership type income from their fans. So if you're a big fan, super fan, you can give them like $5 a week or something like their month. And I was just like, at the time I was just thinking, well, I, what have what have I done to ask people for money? I'm living this, like, very charmed life with my dog. I'm living in a road. I'm going to all these beautiful places. Uh-huh. Like, it feels very self-indulgent. Why, should, why do I deserve money from anybody? Uh-huh. And so I kind of, like, shut it down, but I was still kind of just looking at it for a while. And then basically, long story short, and Sydney helped me sort of... I t- I've talked this whole thing through with Sydney. I
0: didn't have many ideas, but I think I was more of, like... A a
1: support system. Yeah, like an encouragement
0: that the ideas that you were having were really phenomenal ideas.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I basically, you know, one of these days I called her and I was like, oh, you know, what if, what if I donated 75% of the money that we get through Patreon to rescues, blah, 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 blah. And and, and we're definitely on to something. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is so this is so great. Well, cause like in this case, now there's a cause that, that like, I obviously feel passionate about just thinking about my story with Finn and uh, a huge part of Finn's audience is like, you know, very, very much into rescue. And then, but still it didn't feel right. Like 75%. What if it was 90%, right? It doesn't make a difference. But then all of a sudden you go to a hundred percent. It's a sacred number where a hundred percent you give all of it away now it's something that it's you can't question it. It's obviously good, and you know. Mm-hmm. And so I basically, a lot of people had told me at the time, like, "Oh, Henry, just make it like you know, ninety percent." People understand, and honestly, I bet you they would. But mm-hmm. there's something undisputably, again, sacred sort of about just giving it all away. And then also, I just kind of figured that over time... It, you would like, make money it, in other yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, I would make money in, in other ways just by, you know, the fact that... I do think that
0: there's... It is something special and I think... I might have said it sometime last week, I don't know why, but it sounds familiar, that there's something different about invoicing a brand yeah. that you've worked with and like quote unquote invoicing your followers or your audience or people who like i genuinely consider friends to be giving you money for something yeah it feels a lot better to be like i did something for a brand yeah. and they have a budget and yeah. money versus asking people where you don't know their financial situations you don't know who they are or what they do or what's going on in their lives to ask them for money for yourself so that you can put gas in the tank and continue to travel. Right. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think there's also something that happens internally when you think, when I think about 90% or 75% or like whatever, any situation where I get the money, there's this, there's this like a psychology to it where it's like, okay, well, 90% goes to the cause that we all care about. And then Henry gets 10%, right? It's kind of like this, like, oh, but kind of like moment, right? And so when you make it 100%, something inside of you changes where it feels unbelievably good all of a sudden. Now I don't have to talk about myself. Like, this is bigger than me. Like, what is 10%, right? I mean, 10% wouldn't make a difference to me in my life, but- it's some one hundred percent is something that everyone can get behind. It doesn't complicate the situation, the message, the you know, the story, right? Because you have to tell the story, you know, you have to explain what the project is, right? Right. To see a hundred percent means everything. So that ultimately.
0: I remember the day you called me and yeah, said, yeah, I'm going to do it because we'd been talking about 75% to 90% and mm-hmm. because there is a reality to I'm the one putting in all of the work. Yeah. You know, although people are donating, don't I deserve a little bit? And that is a right. natural, like, yeah. the, the 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 fact is that you do. Yeah. However, you called me one day and you were like, all the people who wouldn't give it 90 will give it 100. Like, 100 is the number. number and it's yeah. the number where ultimately when the goal is to do good in the world... The more people the better. Yeah. And so it's like all those people that you'd be missing out on at 75 or 90%. Yeah. Then you're missing out on the good that you'd be doing for the world. Yeah. And with maybe a couple less dollars in your own pocket. Yeah. But that'll come later or just differently. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. And
0: so I, I just remember the day of you being like, I think a hundred is an answer. And I was like I mean, as a friend, I do remember being like, Love the idea. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think you deserve some. Yeah. But like
1: everyone said that by the way right yeah. but I
0: did wholeheartedly believe that the mission that you were going for and the mission that you claim that's what you were living up to yeah and I think that that's a there's a lot to be said about that
1: yeah yeah absolutely and it's 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 completely changed my life that Mm -hmm. this project, because it's, you know, again, it takes this whole, it takes me from this like place where it's, you know, this dude and a dog, (laughs) you know, hiking mountains, everything is sunshine and unicorns and Mm -hmm. rosé and oysters. And it's fucking lovely.
0: (laughs) I've never seen you eat oysters. I know, this
1: is the New York (laughs) part of me, right? I'm just saying, it's just, it's not all like that and and to like actually have create a, a, a purpose way bigger than me and Finn is everything to being on the road right like if like if you don't have purpose or a cause or something it's something like that while you're on the road it can everything can feel a little self indulgent right yes like ooh look at that mountain let's get the perfect lighting let's just smile our asses off right. and get the shot right i mean I was looking at a group shot of us earlier, which we're all gonna love. Okay, but great. I was just like, oh or my did God. I look
0: like this? Because I know I'm like, not. <laughs> I'm in a. No, it was freezing it... today, so I'm in like yeah. the nastiest outfit, right. and my hair looks like shit because I haven't showered. Right. And earlier, I turn around and we're on a hike, and Henry is literally just snapping pictures. Right, <laughs> I was right, like, yeah. You couldn't warn me before we left.
1: Yeah, well, it's like you know. This part of the, of our lives, which is like, you know, every, smiling and like Instagram and like this right. is different Instagram. And then there's like this like perfect, you know, and now I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm in Mexico. I'm on the Indian reservation. And I'm yeah. like, we're like sponsoring a spay neuter clinic on the reserve. Like we're making these like very impactful differences.
0: Right. Well, so, and, but I want to, I want to yeah. just say the statistics so people know. Yeah. Essentially right now, Henry is at over $12,000 a month, yeah. which sounds like a lot. And it is a lot. However, always could use more because every and I think even to what you're saying now, every month, because so every month he does something different and he finds a different cause, either a different rescue, a different shelter, or a different uh, project in the rescue world in order to, like he just said, a spay neuter clinic. Um, And so every month he has a focus and every month we have the same conversation of like, especially in COVID 19 times, it's like, okay, I can't go to a shelter and visit 20 people because. We can't do that. Yeah. So what do we do? What do we do? And it's like every month he's putting a lot of effort into that. And so I, I do think there's something to be said about just the fact that it's taken your focus off of Instagram mm-hmm. and into a cause.
1: Yeah. And it's also taken my focus off of like engagement, Instagram engagement metrics, like likes and f- like your follow count and all that stuff that right. that that people on Instagram are very attached to because it's, it is a performance metric. Right. And it's what brands yeah. buy and like, or look at and all that stuff. But to me, adding team Finn for like, you know, my mental health and like my, the, the feelings that I have about myself, like my self-esteem, like right. just, just became elevated. I was like, I have a cause. I, I mean, it's, it's something purpose. that I care about and and what a great idea. It's traveling mixed right. with like, and it's something that I can manage on my own. And I think people understand that this is also a learning. The whole thing is a learning experience for everyone involved, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't this by neuter clinic on the res dogs that we talked about earlier?
1: Yes, that was I, the res dogs. Okay. Yeah. And, I, yeah.
0: I just wanted to connect that because I know that we talked about that as well. Yeah.
1: And it's also, it, yeah, it's just, a it's, it's an idea that I feel very, pr- I'm very proud about because you know, like we talked about earlier about like my brother and how like I started off like with like a lot of followers, not knowing what to do. Yeah. And so like th- once I team Finn was a was a moment where I turned a corner, and it was right. something that I got to feel proud about as like one of my own projects, something that I created and something that make that is making a wildly amazing difference. It is
0: a big difference. When do you get to write a twelve thousand dollar check? Which, yeah. Which
1: for uh, the best things yes. possible and everyone is a part of it. There are almost 1500 people who donate every month and every month we, you know, we we make this big donation to a smaller rescue that could really use the help. You know, I mean, not- imagine a small yeah.
0: rescue like I know that a lot of people may not know about rescues in general, but like yeah. especially dating Lee, I did learn a lot about it that I just didn't know about like the back end of things. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about a small rescue... Yeah. And so 10% every month goes to the Sato Project, which is where Finn came from. Yeah. But to write a $10,000 check yeah, it, to a small rescue is like... Yeah. I mean, that is... It is not just a difference for the facility and for the organization. Like, that's a literal difference for the dogs who are there... Yeah. Who they care about... Yeah. To be fed better, taken care of better, hire more staff. Yeah. Like things that are just a reality in shelters and rescues and things in general that are literally like, right. it, it sounds dramatic, but it's just not at all. Like it is the reality that yeah. it is changing the lives of dogs who are in the care of those people.
1: Right, right, exactly. And the other thing is that we try to focus our support, the Team Fin support on rescues that are sort of like purpose-based because, you know, one thing I realize is that I, I feel like it's an opportunity to just, across the board raise awareness about rescues mm-hmm. and that rescue looks so different. If you're a pit bull, if you're a senior dog, if you're a street dog, like where do the, you know what I mean? Where right. do these dogs come from? Like what, like, so uncovering the inner workings of the rescue world, like sort of told one rescue at a time. Right. So, you know, it's taken us to Puerto Rico to, you know, like I said, to the Indian reservation to Mexico mm-hmm. and like just between Puerto Rico and Mexico, And the Indian reservations, like those, that accounts for such a special group of rescue dogs. They all have their own origin stories and they all look different and they're all different communities. It's just, it's wildly exciting for me to tell that story. Yeah,
0: And the, I mean, it probably is my favorite and that might be tied into the whole CC thing, but the most recent one, which was the Senior Dogs Yeah, and like an organization that works solely with senior Senior dogs Dogs. and just like finding out through you because that's the best part about like the whole team fin thing is that like, you know, as someone who I feel like at this point, I know about rescue. I got to learn questions that I've always wanted to learn. Like I remember asking you to ask certain questions. Like I was walking through a grocery store and we were talking about like what you should do that month. You came up on the phone with the whole senior thing and I think you'd already had or something, but I was like, asking you to ask certain questions because there are things that you just want to know like yeah. who, who gives up a 15 year old dog yeah why do they do it yeah and like you just want to know from the rescue why they're getting these dogs yeah. who's giving them up is it for legitimate reasons or are they just terrible people yeah and, right right and so it's like you want to know and so it is it is a way to and i like i am a team Fund member i give literally five dollars a month yeah. you can give a couple different like dollar amounts yeah but by doing that I get to learn about aspects of something that I am, I'm very passionate about now. Yeah. I get to learn about things that I, I just never knew. It's really easy to stereotype a person who gives up a 15 year old dog or 15 right. year. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting to then, you know, have a friend like you who then asks those people, those questions. Right. And then you get to hear those answers and you're like, okay, right. Let right. me organize my thoughts it's, a little better than just the judgment.
1: It's also one thing I learned very quickly when I started it was Everybody, they only know the rescue that they got their dog from, mm-hmm. or they know the rescue that's around the corner from their house, right? That's the one they know. And to them, the rescue world stops there. It's like, like you know, sort of from their own experience. So by traveling the country and seeing different examples of like, like for example, dog rescue in Mexico and Puerto Rico means... Actually going out onto the street and like uh-huh. putting out food because the dogs don't trust you. They won't like come up to you. So it's like, like, like there's like the front line of rescue. There's, you know, the rescues that are waiting to take in front line dogs. Right. And they all play in a very important part of the rescue ecosystem. Uh-huh. Shelters, even kill shelters play a role in all of it. Shelters are where the community can go to bring dogs that are unwanted right Mm. and say so the community needs a place where they can bring a dog and then the shelter expands and grows and to capacity and then the rescues come in to alleviate that pressure right to take the dogs from there so without the shelters the rescues don't you know what i mean so like
0: it is an ecosystem and essentially it's
1: an ecosystem and one thing that you have to that you cannot forget is that no one wants to kill dogs. No one. It's not like, it's not like there's like a kill shelter where everyone's like evil and wants to kill a dog. It's just, it's literally, it's a matter of resources. It's a matter of rescues who have a hand on the shelter who can alleviate some of that pressure.
0: I mean, a lot of it is a person who wants, or people who want to do good. Right. But they can only do so much good. Right. And it's, then, like, it's limited.
1: Yeah, e- exactly. And, um...
0: And so, I, I'm sorry, I want to say yeah. this because I, I don't want to get comments about this stuff, but, like, before messaging me or Henry about this conversation, I want you to genuinely and critically think, if you think you know more about this topic than henry does because i do think there's a lot of people who might work with one local shelter and yeah. therefore they've uh created an opinion yeah and i don't think that they necessarily have worked with the amount of people that you have right and so instead of just fighting back i do think there's something to be learned about it yeah um and and not that either of us are condoning anything yeah but it is there are facts and realities and instead of being quick to judge i just want everybody yeah. to critically think whether or not you would know more than Henry. Well,
1: well, I think you're tu- you're you're touching on a very important point, which is that once you start to dabble in the rescue world, you immediately run into these pillars of like. That's a good actor. That's a bad actor. You know oh. what I mean? Like, like that kind of rescue is good. That kind's bad. And everyone around you has their own opinions and will throw them at you and be like, that person that you worked with is crap, right? You know what right. I mean? It's just like, so there's a lot of politics and dog rescue stuff. And I try to focus on allocating the Team Finn budget towards very specific things. Like, let's say, like what if we could sponsor every injured dog at this rescue, right? Mm -hmm. That is so impactful. Everyone who donates can feel amazing about that. And 100% of it goes to it, right?
0: Right. It's not complicated.
1: It's simple. Yeah. We're helping dogs.
0: I've never seen anybody who is connected to... I don't know, like a good cause, put more thought into what you're going to do than you. Yeah. Like, like well, I you, appreciate that. he spends hours upon hours <laughs> every month. Yeah. What shelter, what rescue, what cause are they good? Let me research. What do people say about them? What do they say about them? Right. What's their mission? Do they live up to it? Is it a good mission? Like do, will, will they support it? Will I support it? Yeah. Do, will, would Finn support it? Like there's so much, it is just not a frivolous thought or like, like, well, I, I Googled a rescue in this area and I found one like, yeah. there is in- incredible intention and thought put into it.
1: I, well, first of all, thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate that. The other part of it is that I have to consider not only the people and the places that we're supporting, right? Is it good? -hmm. Like, are they good actors? Are they good people? Like all those things, but also there's a social media ness to all of it, right? Right? Like going to Mexico was one of our most impactful visits. People like the feedback we got there, the stories we were able to tell, the the footage we were able to get. The you know just all across the board, Mm -hmm. people remember our Mexico trip. Like it's very top of mind when they think about Team Finn. Yeah, we got a lot of growth that month, right? Because I'm on Instagram, because this is marketed on Instagram, and Instagram doesn't care what you did last month. It's like, how do I constantly one up myself? Oh there my. was like, you know, this month I'm, you know, we got a lot, we changed it up, got a lot of uh, engagement, but we tried something different, right?
0: What'd you do this month? Now we want to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, this month we we made it a contest online, which is very exciting, different format, but like, you know, in the past I was. I was in Mexico and I was at a dumpster right. rescuing puppies. That's impactful. So it's like the challenge is... different kind
0: of impact because right. there were a lot of people who I think engaged this month because it was online yeah. who have never engaged before.
1: Right. Exactly. So I have to constantly think as well about the scope and the trajectory of the project and be like... How do I... Like, is it possible to keep one-upping myself? I have to try. (laughs) Right. I have to try. I can
0: promise you there are going to be some ideas coming from these people. Right.
1: I hope so. But that's the thing is that, like, you can't just go to Mexico and have these amazing stories. And then the next month, like just flop it. Right. Right. So on social media, you always have to be trying harder. And I love that challenge.
0: But the thing is, I love, I don't want to correct you, but like, there are two types of people on social media. And there are people who, like we said earlier, like get lazy. Their content is nothing but pretty photos. No message, no mission. I'm just going to grow because I'm pretty and I have a pretty van or I have a pretty this or I go to pretty places. And then there are people like you who do care about one upping themselves every month there are yeah. people who don't care about that yeah. they get to a certain point and they're like you know what I'm probably going to make a full time income regardless so I don't even care yeah. and then there are people like you who even after you are working with brands and you do have you you had the ability at that point to make the decision who, which one you were going to be yeah. and you chose to not only create a mission but every month you are more worried than the last yeah. to make sure yeah. that you're doing good because I, I there there is such a weight to yeah. holding twelve thousand dollars of other people's money right that you want to do good with
1: yeah the amount, and, of, the amount of trust that people have in my in like in my choice right. of where the money goes you know that it's i i have to take care of that i have to earn that every month yeah and which have, is crazy because
0: yeah. just as like a friend like you're not like you earn it but you don't even get it
1: right like exactly. you don't even
0: get twelve thousand dollars
1: Exactly. Basically, for the month of tw- for the year of twenty twenty, we will have donate well over probably one hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So that's one hundred fifty thousand dollars that goes through basically into me and then out to the organization right all of it and I will say that sometimes that feels a little painful
0: I mean
1: (laughs) I'm just like I'm not making 150k this year right and I'm just like yep here you go all to you you know what I mean but it's that 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 sense of purpose and trust that I have with my audience that right I'm just like
0: so yeah and I mean, I, I I hope that I don't think that you would, but there's no shame in admitting like where you see Team Finn going, yeah. and how you do believe in the future it will benefit you in yeah. like your own bank account because yeah. there is something very yeah. deserving of it.
1: I have to think about it from that perspective. So I basically believe, and this was sort of the belief I've had from the beginning that that Sydney and I have talked about before we even watched it was just like this is something that will compile this for example, when we launched it, it was at about just over Mm $4,000. And this is going to be an experiment. We're going to try different things and some things work. All of a sudden we go from $4,000 to $5,600. Oh Mm -hmm. my God, this is working. Now we're at Now we're doing cooler and cooler stuff, right? So it's like, we've, it hasn't even been 12 months since we launched it. And the trajectory is like, I mean, we could be doing the coolest stuff out. Like I'm thinking about a trip Finn and I could go to the Caribbean, right? Mm -hmm. And we follow, you know, this like rescue group and we help out the dogs in, in the Caribbean. Those dogs are they're just like the Satos. Like they have a similar story. They're right. Ju- they're also amazing dogs. They're survivor dogs. Yeah. I also, and to so plug like, yeah. to plug
0: someone else really quickly, yeah. there's a company called um, Sergeant Pepper's Friends on Instagram, but Sergeant is SGT. And this is an organization in Aruba. And tell them to DM me. Yeah, DM all of this to Henry. Or yes, to Sergeant Pepper's friends if you're Uh listening. Uh Hook it up. But they are a rescue in Aruba led by Yoga Girl, who is somebody that I love and I have followed for so many years. And because Aruba is such a tourist place and there are no tourists right now, there are more starving and dying dogs than there ever has been because usually tourists are feeding them and playing with them and doing all these things. And with no travel right now, like... Thousands of dogs are suffering because of it, which is like one of those things where you just don't even think about. Yeah. And so they're posting constantly about like and Aruba is technically in the Caribbean. And so it's and just I, we're talking about
1: islands here. Puerto Rico right. is the same deal. It's right. Like, how do dogs get off the island? How do we continue to save dogs if we can't fly them off the island?
0: Right. right? So it's yeah.
1: like Yeah, these are these are challenges. So it's like ready. So like <laughs> Already. This, this is so like this is just an example, right? It's like where right now, when we went to Puerto Rico, there was this organization called wings of rescue and their whole mission is flying dogs out of like off of puerto rico off of the caribbean mm-hmm. or showing up in the in the event of a disaster so i just started talking to wings of rescue how cool would it be if like one of the, the next uh, natural disaster me i me like like we show up with wings of rescue and we give all the money to this like disaster relief thing. We show up on the ground and we're helping dogs like that right. is powerful stuff. Yeah. And Wings of Rescue, like a, a brand, like a, an organization like that, that plays such an important logistical role in saving dogs lives. Right. Yeah. Nobody knows about them. Yeah. Nobody knows about them except for the rescues at all of these islands that are like, yo, we need to hit this guy up because yeah. he's going to help us. So it's like, that's the kind of, that's the piece of the story that I'm trying to tie together. Right. Right, where it's like, you know, res dogs like, you know, it's not like a lot of these dogs uh have homes, but the problem is it's it's just spay neuter, right? Cuz it's like a low income community. So right. it's like there's a lot of and I learn these things because when I show up and I post a video, people start to ask me these questions. And I go and I have to realize that oh yeah, not no one knows these things. So part of my job is to tell the story about what mm-hmm rescue looks like on the Indian reservation or in Mexico or in Puerto Rico or for a senior dog or for pit bulls or, you know what I mean? Like there's all these different pieces of this puzzle. And that to me has been an exciting part of the story to tell. It's just like- The landscapes.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other part is just that this is a learning experience for me as well. I am i don't consider myself to be some kind of like, I mean, I am an expert at this point, like generally speaking, but I'm constantly learning new things and trying to share that with our audience. Yeah. And I think that's, I think a lot of people, Oh, well, I hope a lot of people can say that about uh, Team Finn. That yeah. That it's something that they're learning something from as well.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, Henry gets these emails every once in a while of a person bumping from a $5 Patreon to a $25 Patreon. And I kid you not, every time (laughs) it happens, he will get the email and he will look up and be like, somebody else just went from $5.25. Like, like you care so much all day, every day.
1: Yeah. Well, because it's to me, it's, I am not a 501c3. I'm some dude who's telling you, look, I'm telling you, I promise basically saying, I promise. Mm-hmm. I promise that if you give me twelve thousand dollars a month, I'll give it all away. Right. Right. And so when people up their donation like to that rescue, like when they go from five to twenty five, I'm like I'm humbled. I'm yeah so humbled. I'm so taken I'm like, these people believe in me. This is they're you know what I mean? Everyone on Team Finn is someone who believes in me, that I'm that I'm going to do good with right. this money. And that feels like Amazing! It's a big responsibility, but it's one that I'm excited for the challenge every month. Whenever it's at the beginning of the month, I go, "Let's fucking go!" Yeah, you know, like I have a place in in Oregon. I cannot wait to talk about. Yeah, that's just gonna raise. You know, I get excited. I'm like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get a big bump from Oregon because I got some good ones coming." Yeah, COVID has messed it up a little bit.
0: I think it's made you think a little bit differently
1: yeah it has made me think differently in terms of like what I can do without even without showing up in person right, right. like this but I I'm gonna have to figure out a better this last month was a learning experience for me cause yeah uh, but I
0: mean it's still going to something amazing I know to multiple
1: yeah yeah to six different rescues twelve thousand dollars to six different rescues but tomorrow and the next couple days I'm gonna be sorting through nineteen thousand comments <laughs> to tally up the
0: winners (laughs) you know that is the lesson learned that's what he was referring to right
1: right but that's the work that i have to do to make this to make this last month a hit right so that's the kind of stuff i have to think about it's like well i want this this to be simple enticing and in order to do that yeah I have to put the work in on the back end, which means tallying shit up and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So, to what you said earlier about the fact that, like, it's all about Finn, and you've always had such a focus on it being about Finn and other people, like people putting that amount of trust in you, yeah. has it made you reevaluate or feel a little bit more like people care about you or they have trust in you or like you have become a bigger part of the story than you might've used to be because people are not giving their money to Finn.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. No, of, of course. Yeah. I think uh, that's a great question. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think I started to I got the first taste of that when the whole dog voice stuff started taking off uh-huh. like people being, "Oh, he likes it." Yeah. Right, I mean, I can't talk
0: to dogs any other way now.
1: Right, right, right. right. I'm always but, like, "She my girl." <laughs> yeah, she and I like a like good lady. But I don't know. So, once that started to, you know, take off, surprisingly take off, I felt more indisposable to the account, to the brand, that it's not just Finn. It's also Finn plus this like weird dude who sounds like a girl. <laughs> like was like,
0: okay. Right, in the morning. Right, log, for, log.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I felt, a, you know, so that definitely changed things. And then, you know, I started to open up a little bit more about, like, my experiences in New York City that I just, you know, uh-huh. I wasn't going down the right path. Right. Physically.
0: Yeah, you used to only talk about things like yeah. thin dog type captions. And now, yeah. like, you do slowly a couple times a week share, like, yeah. more Henry kind of things.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, again, it's just the uh, dog Puppy, all oh, is not enough, right? It's not enough. <laughs> right. People want- Especially when con- he's a
0: grown man now.
1: Yeah, people want context. People want to know, you know, they want to come along for the ride, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm also along for the ride. Right. Which I think people recognize in our story, and I hope they do. and I, I think they do.
0: Yeah, I think they do as well. I know they do. Yeah. You wouldn't have $12,000 if they didn't.
1: Right, 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 right. A month. But, right. But it's also like, they saw, it hasn't even been a year. Right. And when, pe- when it is the one year anniversary, I'm going to call this out on my feed. I'm going to just be like, think about, like, literally think about the old Henry. Mm-hmm. Henry from a year ago what life looked like for me. I mean, you've saw, you've seen this transformation on the last year right? where there, you know, a bump in self-confidence for sure in purpose, in meaning, just like these people on Instagram who've known Finn longer than I have, have also watched me grow up to be a good boy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's something, something very real about, about it that I'm, I'm trying to live up to. Yeah. I mean, I think
0: there's just a responsibility to people on social media to either do good with the fact that they have had the ability for whatever reason to grow a platform. Yeah. And like you either live up to that responsibility and do good with it. I think Henry just caught a bug with his bare hand (laughs) (laughs) or you because we were I mean, I know that this subject is a little bit gross to some people. But like before, like earlier today, we were talking about the reason why some people might grow a huge following and then their engagement starts to go down. Right. The likes start to go down, which is, it's not about likes. It's about keeping your audience um interested in you. Connected. Yeah. And, yeah. Connected. Being connected and, with your audience. Yeah. And I do think that there is about hold, like living up to the responsibility that you then have because you do have it. Like I'm not saying that anybody with a following, you have to do anything, but it's like there is a responsibility to use that voice to do something. Yeah. Or to do nothing. And yeah. when you do nothing, I think that over time that becomes more and more visible. Right. And when you do something, it becomes so loud yeah. and also so visible. Yeah. And people get more connected and they become more like, What is Team Pin gonna do this month? Right. What is Henry gonna do this month? Right. What's he gonna choose? Right. And that that's such a big difference between a person who has been posting pretty photos in mountains since day one, right. never writing captions about a message, right. never opening up about who they are. And it, there is, there is something to be said about like algorithms and likes and all these things and like yeah. why things go into two different directions. Yeah,
1: And there's also something to be said, and um, I'll kind of go a little full circle about this, but mm-hmm. you know, I turned 30 on April 18th and how you know obviously when you turn 30 there's a reflection you you think you think about your life and the future and the past and all that and how lucky i am like like to think about my life right now like like i'm i'm really helping dogs i'm rallying people yeah and how lucky i am that i'm not in new york city destroying my body working in front of a computer Right. And that is what I was doing. But, like, if I had turned 30 and had asked myself all these questions and looked back and... Yeah. I, how disappointed maybe I would have been.
0: Okay, so since the day I met Henry...
1: Yeah. He's been <laughs>
0: ripping on this vape. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, you've moved away from all of these self-destructive type of behaviors. Yeah. So it's not like it's a negative thing at all. Yeah. It was... The one thing that a person who is a self-proclaimed addictive behavior type of human, it was the one thing that you had. And, but like, I, like, there were times where him and I would be on the phone or something's going on or Katie and I are having a conversation about Henry. And like the vision of him in my head is him with this vape. Like, if I knew that you were nervous, if I knew that you were worried or focused on what's going to happen with Team Finn this month, I was always like, he is just on that vape right now. And for his 30th birthday, like a few days beforehand, he comes up to my van. He was like, I just, what was, I just axed my vapes. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, you threw them away? And he goes, no, I literally just hit them with an ax and I tore them up.
1: Yeah. When I first moved to New York city, I started smoking cigarettes and I was never a big smoker. I was the kind of person who was like, oh, I only smoke cigarettes when I drink. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just like count two years later, you're you in reality, you smoke a couple times a day. I was never a big smoker. I'd be like maybe two packs a week. Still, I was addicted to smoking cigarettes and I realized that. And then I moved over to vapes because I thought that they were healthier. And this is telling my this story because kind of as a warning to people and just like because I think it. Could be helpful, but the difference between a s- smoking cigarettes and a vape is that v- vapes, you can sm- you can rip it inside because they're odorless. Mm-hmm. And when you rip, it doesn't matter how many times you rip it, your lungs don't feel damaged versus like when you smoke cigarettes, they can feel damaged like the next morning, right? right. Where you're just like, ah, your voice changes and all that stuff. Anyway, so I started vaping and, and I got so addicted to it. More addicted to nicotine than i ever was on cigarettes and then well, because uh, instead
0: of lighting a cigarette now you're just like yeah hitting this uh, electronic it, little thing that's so easy
1: yeah basically it's always in your hand i was ripping it all the time when i'm driving you know just you name it
0: it was like me putting on chapstick
1: yeah and it was <laughs> and okay so I uh, By the way, I haven't talked about this publicly to, any, to anywhere. I'm sorry
0: if you didn't want to.
1: It's it's totally fine because at least it, it adds some meaning to my story.
0: Yeah, well, like it also people. just adds meaning to the reflection of turning 30.
1: Right, right, the, right. That was not yeah. a thing yeah. that
0: I anticipated when you walked up to my van. It would yeah. have been the last thing I thought you yeah. would say.
1: Well, basically, my family has always, I've you know, has always been like, wear a helmet, right? Don't smoke, wear a seatbelt, all that <laughs> shit, right? And so... Ever since I became addicted to vaping or or just to nicotine, ever since I was addicted to nicotine, it was always something I felt shame about. And then as my 30th birthday approached, I was like, you know, I'm all about the moment. Like, like I love transitional moments. New Year's is like my favorite day of the year because it's like the whole world agrees that this is a turning point into Uh a new year. It's like birthdays.
0: What we thought twenty twenty was gonna be.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. But but still it's like the new year is like, okay, the whole world it's it's not partisan, it's not religious, Uh it's like this is you know, for the most part. Anyways, turning thirty made me made me it was My 30th birthday plus COVID-19 being like a respiratory, you know, disease, COVID-19. Plus, like, I was building 30 up to be something, right? Mm. And I was never proud about vaping. It was always something I didn't want to do. And boy, did I wish that like, oh, my 30s just, I didn't have that in my life. That that was something I did in my 20s. But in my 30s, you know, I just built this narrative up in my head. And then when isolation happened and I, it just... It was the perfect opportunity. It was meant to be. Yeah. Where I just took an ax, I smashed my devices, and from that point forward, it's not like I could just drive into town and just get... You know what I mean? All these things are closed, and it was just like... Yeah, so I'm very proud of myself right
0: now. No, I I think all of us, like, the days afterwards, we would be like...
1: People were tiptoeing around me being like, is he freaking the fuck out? Well, it
0: wasn't even... I mean, I... Uh, I mean, maybe these guys, because they are a little bit newer into your world, but yeah. like there, I mean, there ain't a thing you could do where I'm tiptoeing around it, but mm-hmm. I do remember calling you because Henry left like our quarantine for yeah. one day. He still didn't like make contact with anyone, but he, we, we <laughs> talked on the phone while he was gone that one day. Yeah. And I was like, I, it, it's still to right now. It yeah. was the only time I ever asked him, but I was like, this was, I don't know, a handful of days later. And I was like, I'm going to ask it one time.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah. Are you
0: feeling okay? You okay? Like how yeah. how are you doing? And he was like, "Yeah, I'm good." He's like, "I'm a little irritable, but I'm gonna be fine." Yeah,
1: was, and then yeah, I was definitely on edge. Things were driving me a little bit more crazy than they yeah. normally did. But man, I mean, it's been almost 25 days.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were keeping track.
1: Oh yeah, I have an app that tells me the time. That's good. And no, it feels amazing. I I've ne- I feel one thing. The thing about addiction is that it's. Addiction, it's, it, it, it's a control thing. So when you're addicted to nicotine and vaping, and let's just say your your vape runs out of batteries or something, something flips in your head and you start to freak. You go, okay, well, n- I have to go charge this. Yeah. I, I have to take care of this. Nobody understands why I'm panicking slightly right now, but I'm going to go back to my van and try to fix this situation because I'm freaking the... F- you know what I mean? There's a <laughs> yeah. panic. But then when this isolation happens. And we're all in quarantine and no one else here is addicted to nicotine. It's just me. There's this opportunity that comes up and then you turn th- your 30s around the corner and it's not like I wanted to it's not like I I wanted to decide to quit on my 30th birthday cuz that would just felt like torture, right? Right. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to do this ahead of my 30th birthday. Now's the time to do it because I can't just cheat and go into town right if I smash it then those voices in your in my head about uh-huh. addiction go away
0: and you didn't tell anyone like it wasn't a big deal yeah it wasn't I, a thing
1: yeah I I didn't know
0: it until afterwards and there
1: was just a moment where I was like Nah, I'm just gonna go out I'm, I'm gonna do it right now
0: uh-huh.
1: and I, I just put the vapes on a rock and just took an axe and just smashed them <laughs> <laughs> and it felt very impulsive, but then you know, part part of it, it's it, it's ceremonia. it's ceremonial. It's mm. ceremonial, right? The smashing, and then the 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 telling of the people around you is declaration, right? It's like I declare. It's like it's a The whole thing is very ceremonious. It's mm-hmm. like I declare I am quitting smoking. Hold me accountable. I like, we're all locked up for the next month. If I can get through this month, things are going to be okay. I like, I will fit, you know what I mean? And right. uh, so having this whole quarantine slash support system really made it super easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I'm, I'm very proud of.
0: Yeah. And, I had uh, no intentions of talking about that today, but yeah.
1: like, honestly, nobody knows that. Yeah. Well, probably, I probably, here's, here's my guess. I guess that more than half the people who know me very well know that about me, uh-huh. but I probably think less than half know that about me. Yeah. So I have it wrong. I mean, most likely. <laughs> though, a lot of people know that I, yeah.
0: Yeah. People that, that have that gone knows. to your meet and greets, I'm sure I've known.
1: Yeah. Probably a little bit.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, if you're there for hours, yeah. it's happened, but like, not that it matters at all, but yeah. addiction is... Which I mean, this is on the lighter end of addiction. I mean, unless you disagree, in terms uh, of I like, would,
1: I would disagree in in the if you want to think about the scale of nicotine addiction ar- around the world. Yeah,
0: I guess that's true. I guess and, and in my brain, in general, yeah, in my brain, I'm thinking versus hard drugs. But right. in terms of addiction, you're right. Yeah, I, and what I was gonna say, which m- hopefully makes that make more sense, is yeah. like. I literally have the least addictive personality on the planet. Yeah. Like I very easily pick something up, put it down, pick it up, I, put it down. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Like I try it. I hate it. I yeah. try it and I like it. And I just don't ever think about it again. Like yeah. I have a very sporadic, like, yeah. like I just don't, I, I just do not get addicted to literally anything. Yeah, And so that's, I mean, that probably contributes to the mindset of me being like, mm.
1: right, right, right. <laughs> like yeah, shrugs.
0: Yeah. I don't really know. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I I personally have a very addictive personality. I'm vulnerable to certain like games, right? Psychological yeah. games, right? <laughs> that, that's
0: what climbing was to you for a while. Right,
1: climbing, like you know, it's just the whole th- yeah, all that stuff. So yeah, I feel really, really great about turning thirty and not vaping at all. Saying goodbye to my nicotine addiction. And I by just the want everybody this- to
0: know he physically waved when he said that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, this is this is. I mean, I'm not even a month in. Right. But I feel so in control of myself yeah. and of this process. Yeah, I feel really proud. Finn is proud. I feel really proud about myself, yeah. So, Good. And I haven't told anybody that, so this is the highly anticipated tell- I hope we deliver- The tell-all. Yeah, yeah. The
0: announcement. Yeah. Okay, to wrap it up, this yes. is the longest episode in history. I'm
1: sorry. No, I'm...
0: Oh my God, never apologize. Okay, okay. This is amazing. I would ask for nothing less or more. Okay. Um, Where can we find you? Where can people sign up for Team Finn? Yeah. I have full anticipation of everyone listening to this going directly to his Patreon and signing up for Team yeah, Finn. Okay. You have no choice.
1: Yeah. Okay, so my personal account is the hen dog. And that sort of describes my life to date, but also like back to college. So you're mm-hmm. gonna see some like some like you know content that's like describes this transition that right. you see the arc of and it.
0: that's specifically Henry.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's keeping Finn, which begins basically from the moment that I decided to keep Finn to today, which is living in a van to Team Finn and to support Team Finn, which is our rescue campaign. You know, you can click the link in my bio of Team Finn, which is. Uh, Patreon.com slash keeping finn and there are three different tiers. Five dollars, ten dollars, twenty-five dollars. Sign up. It'll be the best. The best money you spend every month, I promise.
0: I agree. Yeah. And whether you sign up for Team Finn or not, other ways that you can support Henry, Finn, and Team Finn would be things that you can do easily and for free. Or when Henry is doing an ad or working with a brand or something like that, engaging with the post is yeah. like it's a big thing because yeah. that when he's giving all of this money from Team Finn away entirely, What he's making money off of is working with brands, which costs you nothing. But in order to continue those partnerships, they're looking for engagement. So whether you like it, comment on it, share it in your story, which is also easy. Those are all things that support directly Henry and Finn, and they are free. And even if you support Team Finn, sharing what it is, why you support it, sharing his posts and his ads and things like that, uh, they all are like a compilation of support and so it's not just a matter of either giving or not giving your own dollars it can be a variety of things dependent on where you are financially and i don't know all of the other things like there are so many easy ways of supporting people this is literally one of my favorite people in my life so if there's ever been somebody to support this would be this would be the one
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and honestly, Sydney, long time coming. I'm so proud of you as a person. I mean. Thank you. Over a year ago, we, you know, we were, we were both like one place in our life, right? Yeah, we were now really different. Now you've got a podcast, you're killing it, thriving, sliving. Yeah, I mean, I'm very proud to be your friend as well. Just Thank to, you. Just to see, you know, how your story how your arc has taken shape is is special. It's special to watch, and you know I'm obviously grateful to be your friend.
0: Thank you. Yeah. That's very sweet. Okay. Whew.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll <laughs> we'll get
0: another drink after this. Yeah. Henry's crushed three beers.
1: I have to pee so bad. At <laughs> Honestly, I'm about to pop.
0: Okay. Okay. Wait. The last thing that we do mm-hmm. is share a book recommendation. Currently, I am reading The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I'm only on page like 20. So I will update you next week of whether or not I think it's helpful. It's a very famous book. So I do recommend it. Do you have a favorite book of your own?
1: Uh, well, I love Malcolm Gladwell. So how about the tipping point? Okay. You know what? I love Malcolm Gladwell. It like, describes <laughs> how I think about things in general. It's like the yeah. economics of society and people. Okay. Which is interesting. So, okay. Anyways,
0: he sold it better. So do the tipping point first. Malcolm
1: Gladwell. Uh, yeah, the outliers, the tipping point. There's okay. like a couple other good ones, but
0: love that he's literally getting up because he has to be so bad. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> love you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, please support Team Finn and Henry in general. If you do anything, at least follow Keeping Finn and the hand Dog. On the road. <laughs> Obviously.
1: And L Van Dog.
0: And my solo road. Yeah, and myself. Okay. Love you all. See you all next right. week. Bye.